0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute.
1: The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host, Aaron.
1: I'm your co-host, James.
0: And we're at minute seven, which begins with Mike and his friends at a diner. And goes through one of Mike's friends. We'll cover his name in a moment. Sort of. Laughing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh... I don't want to spoil a later note uh, from this minute, but I love his laugh so much. It's one of my uh, favorite uh, aspects of this movie is jock three's laugh. Yes. So uh, that gives away a little bit of the naming convention of of these friends. Mm -hmm. We meet the three jocks. Jock number one, jock number two, and jock number three. Yes. And we meet them in that order. Uh, so let's uh, let's go let's get to know them. Let's get to know the actors. Yeah, sure. One of the things that I, I noted um, for these people is how many kids they have. So uh, keep track of that and, and uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the minute.
0: Oh, okay. The actors?
1: Yes. okay. yes. Just clarifying. Uh, jock number, right. <laughs> yes. Jock number one is uh, played by a, a man named Channon Rowe it's like shannon with a c okay and i think i saw that in some movies he uses shannon with an s as his okay uh how his name is spelled so uh his top three he played roach in biodome which is a poly shore movie that i've never seen but i have heard quoted many many times okay um in number two was this and he played a surfer in boogie nights I've seen Boogie Nights. I own Boogie Nights. I can't for the life of me remember where there's a surfer. So. Isn't
0: Boogie Nights the Mark Wahlberg plays a porn star movie?
1: Yeah. Um, in the latter part of that, um, his character gets uh, famous-ish and and like goes and wants to record a record and all this yeah. stuff. So I'm imagining it's in his California fame section. Yeah. But I don't remember him specifically. Um, yeah. I have, he's been in basically every police procedural show. He was in Castle. He's been in, uh, I didn't write them down. Like, it was just like, name them. Yes, damages. Yes, everything. Yeah. Okay. But most importantly, he was in Psycho Beach Party. Oh. (laughs)
0: Okay, so a little bit of crossover with uh, Lauren Ambrose.
1: Yes, so I decided to uh, look up The collaborations look up the common credits between Psycho Beach Party and Can't Wait. Okay. And there are three. So Lauren Ambrose, Mm -hmm. uh, Shannon Rowe, and then a man named Dan Walker, who was an uncredited party attendee in this movie, uh, but he did the visual effects for Psycho Beach Party. And it appears that he is anything with like blood and gore and stuff are all stuff that he has done. Like, um, there was a snake movie at some point in the past... 10 years called Slither I and saw he did that. the visual effects on that.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Nathan so Fillion he did the visual it. effects on it was um
1: ah. somewhat
0: upsetting. There was it, it it wasn't snake so much as um giant slug person. It oh. was gross. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. Yep. Dan Walker made it gross. So there you go. Okay. And Chan and Roe has two kids. Two kids. Okay. Okay, so jock number two. Now you're gonna be tempted, audience, if you're watching this, to call them uh, the white jock, the black jock, and the Latino jock. Yes. But they have numbers for a reason, people. Come on. Yes. Uh, so the uh, jock number two is uh, played by Sean Patrick Thomas, who his top three. Aaron, do you know his? Oh, you wait. Have you seen? So he was he was in he was the lead in Save the Last Dance.
0: Is that the one where she was going to Juilliard, but there was a car accident and like her mom died? It was Julia Stiles?
1: Yes, it was Julia Stiles.
0: And she was going for like violin or something to like her Juilliard audition? Uh,
1: I don't remember. It's been a long time. I think I saw it it once,
0: probably circa
1: end of college. I get not the movie or the plot or the actors or anything about it. Just the pop cultural cachet in your life. Mixed up with center stage all the time.
0: Okay, I can see that.
1: (laughs) So he was Derek in Save the Last Dance, uh, the main character, the love interest of Julia Stiles. Uh, He played a character named Jimmy James in Barbershop, and not in his top three. He was also the same character in Barbershop 2 and Barbershop the Next Cut. Okay. And then his third of his top three, he played a character named Ronald Clifford in Cruel Intentions. I don't remember him being in Cruel Intentions, but I... It's been a while. Was that, since I've seen that
0: one. the? I feel like that's the guy that um, Selma Blair's character was dating, or trying to date, or was trying to date her. Hmm. It's been so long since I've seen Cruel Intentions.
1: And then uh, other mo- other things he was in that aren't in his top three. He was black guy at party in Not Another Teen Movie. Okay. Ba- basically, he reprised this role. Sure. Pretty much. Then Barbershop Two and Barbershop Next Cut. He was in Halloween Resurrection. Uh, along with Busta Rhymes and someone else that I'm, it's living my mind. Uh, who else was in that that I we've talked about? And then he was in 89 episodes of a TV show called The District. Okay. He got nominated for awards for that. That apparently was his claim to fame since since these other movies and stuff in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Is that like a
0: political
1: or law drama? I think it's a law drama. I feel like maybe it's like an FBI okay. thing. I, I'm assuming the District of yeah. Columbia is what it refers to, yeah. but um, yeah. And ha- hey, quick trivia about Halloween Resurrection: it was the uh, first movie I saw when my family moved down to Virginia Beach, and I saw it um, by myself in an in an unfamiliar theater in the middle of the day, uh, which was really really scary because it was basically an abandoned oh. theater. Except it was showing me this movie. And so I went to the bathroom and I was very, very yeah, scared. Yeah, I believe that. So he went to UVA to be a lawyer.
0: Okay. Oh, so he's a lo- he's a local boy.
1: Well, he went to yeah. UVA. I, I,
0: well, I consider that local <laughs> enough. I don't know where he grew up, but right. UVA right. is in Virginia and so are
1: we. Therefore, local boy. Exactly. But then he auditioned for the play Raisin in the Sun and then uh, he decided to be an actor. Oh, after okay. That. So... And I just listened to the overdue of Raising the Sun because of Sean Patrick Thomas's uh, life-changing audition. Because uh, I had never yeah, listened I don't know if
0: I've yet. listened to that one either. Is that an earlier one or more
1: recent? It's it's. F- I think it was summer of 2019. Oh, okay, I probably have listened to it then. They talk in the beginning about uh, someone telling them that they helped her get um, an answer on Jeopardy. Correct. Okay. That sounds vaguely familiar.
0: I've listened okay, to so yeah. much Overdue that I honestly can't I, keep yeah. straight which ones I have and have not listened to, even though I'm sure A Raisin in the Sun is a very good play.
1: It, sound, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, and I wouldn't expect you to, to remember based on like the book they cover, but like yeah. that, that thing seemed notable about the Jeopardy. Anyways, um, and the final thing is that Sean Patrick Thomas has two, two kids. kids.
0: Okay, so we're at a grand total of four kids, okay. two and two.
1: Right. Two and two, two and two. All right, so jock number three is played by Freddie Rodriguez. His top three are Ray W R A Y in the movie Planet Terror. He played Marco Valentin in Poseidon and Mike Alonzo in Harsh Times. So Planet Terror, um, Robert Rodriguez and uh, Quentin Tarantino basically made this double feature like B movie, but new movies. Okay. Planet Terror was Robert Rodriguez Robert Rodriguez's okay. movie, and he directed. Spy Kids. So there's our Crossroads connection. There we connection. go. Okay, so uh, then Freddie Rodriguez has largely been on TV, though, because he's was was he was, he been on 87 episodes of the TV show Bull, which I didn't realize they'd made 87 episodes. It's a show, the one of the guys from yeah. NCIS as, like, a jury-selector yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: the guy who plays Tony. Uh, Tony Denozo no- uh, De on NCIS. Yeah, yeah, Kevin watched some of that. I watched an episode it's, or two. It was decent.
1: It seemed, seemed yeah. interesting, but apparently there have been at least... 87 episodes and those have had freddie redwood that
0: is a lot i thought i figured that there had been maybe seven or or like somewhere between like seven and 13 i thought i had like one season
1: yeah so then he was on 22 episodes of a show called the night shift 28 episodes of a show called Kaijudo: rise of the dual masters so that's a show that exists 16 episodes of a show called generator rex 13 episodes of a show called Chaos, 12 episodes of Ugly Betty, which is a show I've heard of. He played Carla's brother on Scrubs. Okay. Which uh, I only saw three... Ep- well, he was only in three episodes of, which surprised me. But uh, I remembered that just based on being like, he was in Scrubs. Oh, cool. He was that guy. And then he was in 63 episodes of Six Feet Under. Oh, okay. With Lauren Ambrose. Yeah. So then I... Well, okay. So... Um, the two pieces of trivia i looked up uh he was in two movies both poseidon and planet terror with fergie from the black eyed peas okay um which is weird and then this piece of trivia tickled me for its inclusion at all on his imdb page it says friends with deborah messing oh so that's a piece of trivia that someone was like this is important
0: Uh uh-huh hey you know what if i was friends with deborah messing i would probably want that in my bio too
1: Fair point, fair point. And then finally, uh, Freddie Rodriguez has two kids. Okay. So, each of the jocks have two kids.
0: That's not super weird. You and
1: I also each have two kids. That's true. May I may I talk to you about uh, Mike Dexter, the actor that plays Mike Dexter? You may. And then we'll uh, get into his, his yearbook stuff and stuff? Yeah. Uh, so, this is Peter Facinelli. Mm-hmm. His top three. He played Carlisle Cullen in Breaking Dawn Part 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second movie from his top three is uh, he played Carlisle Cullen in Breaking Dawn part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he played Dr. Fitch Cooper in Nurse Jackie, which um, is a show I've never watched. I've heard good things about it though. Yeah. And then uh, I wrote down his the fourth one in his top four his top four. He played Carlisle Cullen <laughs> in Twilight. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So then, uh, he was in nine episodes of Six Feet Under. Okay. Twenty-two episodes of a show called Fast Lane, all one word. Ten episodes of Damages. Thirteen episodes of a show called American Odyssey, and fourteen episodes of Supergirl. Okay. And uh, he married. He was married to Jenny Garth from nine hundred two one zero from two thousand one to two thousand thirteen, and then they divorced. Uh, he is. This was on his trivia. He is friends with Jerry O'Connell who we will see later in this movie. All right. And this is why he's the leader, Aaron. Does he have three kids? He has three kids. Okay, that's why he's the leader. <laughs> I, All right. I wrote three kids, parentheses, that's why he's the leader.
0: Okay. <laughs> if is that if that's what it takes to be the leader of your jock group in high school.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know what? Good job, Peter Facinelli. People have to know that you're destined to have one more kid than them and they'll just, you know, it's like an alpha beta thing. Yep. You know, it's, it's true. Uh, that's how everything works. That's why we're such good friends. Two kids. Uh-huh. So that is all I have for Peter Faccinelli. So uh, I'm not sure where you want to start this, uh, <laughs> well, this so let's, minute. You know, what, let's talk
0: about the transitions between scenes.
1: Yes. Okay, Because
0: cool. this entire week, we get amazing transitions between scenes. Yes. They're so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think since since we're at the top of the... Even though we're pretty far into the episode, we're still technically at the top of the minute. So yeah, you right. want to talk to me about transitions?
1: So this transition, um, what I love about these transitions, and we'll we'll see another one in, I think, um, uh, two minutes, mm-hmm. um, is that they both contain a parallel structure line mm-hmm. and also um, a visual transition. Yes. So... In this one, we say, uh, Preston says, uh, in at the end of the last minute, he says, I can't believe he broke up with her. And then uh, it transitions to their car driving down the road, and it picks up jock number one saying, I can't believe you broke up with her. Yeah. It's just so smooth and great. Mm-hmm. And in this week, I would say it's even um, the second best one. I feel like the one from this scene to the next one is... Yes. Oh. Is even better. Yeah. Wait, no, there are, there are... We have three this there's week. There's two more transitions. Yeah. Right. I like the third one the best. I think this is number three. I think they improve as the week goes. I agree. But uh, yeah, so I am really excited to talk about them.
0: Would you like to know about Mike's yearbook situation?
1: I would love to know a little bit about Mike Dexter's yearbook situation.
0: So Mike Dexter, varsity football, varsity baseball, varsity wrestling, track, and Homecoming King. Varsity track. Mm -hmm. Sorry. All of his sports are varsity. I didn't write down varsity in front of all of them. That's the problem. Uh, Mike Dexter is (laughs) destined for Ithaca College. And his yearbook Mm -hmm. quote is, Just Win, Baby, which is a quote from Al Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders.
1: Would you like to know about Al Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders? I suppose. I wrote this down. So here's where I was coming to um, when I started this research. Uh, The Raiders were sort of known for uh, being really – this is going to maybe mean – maybe this will mean something to you. They were sort of like the the Philadelphia Flyers in the 70s where it was like they would – they were brutal and like sort of not cheating but also not great sportsmanship either. Okay. Um so when I saw Just Win Baby I was like Oakland Raiders okay I I know where this is coming from so let's see what kind of shitty guy Al Davis is Okay Uh spoiler he's great Oh really? He oh, good. seems great Good yeah. Um so it says um he was an American football coach and executive he was the principal owner and general manager of the Oakland Raiders of the National Football League for 39 years from 1972 until his death in 2011 Prior to becoming the owner of the Raiders, he served as the team's head coach from 1963 to 1965 and part owner from 1966 to 1971, assuming both positions while the Raiders were part of the American Football League. He also served as the commissioner of the AFL in 1966. Known for his motto, Just Win Baby, the Raiders became one of the NFL's most successful and popular teams under Davis's management. They were a contending team for many years. Although the franchise would enter a period of decline in his final years, the Raiders would enjoy many successes during the 70s and 80s and won three Super Bowl titles. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1992. Davis was active in civil rights. Refusing to allow the Raiders play in any city where black and white players had to stay in separate hotels. He was the first NFL owner to hire an African-American head coach and a female chief executive, uh, Amy Trask. He was also the second NFL owner to hire a Latino head coach, Tom Flores. He remains the only executive in NFL history to be an assistant coach, head coach, general manager, commissioner, and owner. Okay. Al Davis. Seems like a pretty great guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The first uh, owner of the Raiders was named Chet Soda, which is. That's a made up name. (laughs) name.
0: That is not a real person's name. That is a name that. That sounds like a name that you or I would have come up with for a Kids on Bikes one off.
1: His last name was truly Soda. Chet was. uh, His real name was Easter, Y S T E R, uh, Charles Soda. Um,
0: I am absolutely creating a Kids on Bikes character named Chet Soda. Should we talk about the movie? (laughs)
1: Yeah, let's talk. I guess. I guess.
0: So yeah, all of Mike's friends are like, I can't believe you broke up with her. She's so hot. And Mike's like, yeah, for a high school girl. And they're all like, uh... Like, what (laughs) other kinds of girls are there? Because, you know... They're all high school boys.
1: Decent questions. Sure. Um, reasonable friends. They seem like a bunch of, of of idiots, but I think that they all raise fairly good points in this in this debate. Uh-huh. In that they're basically like, you're an idiot? Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Mike says, we're a high school girl. And he goes, we're headed to college. Do you know who's in college? You know who's going to be in college? And jock number one goes, girls who used to be in high school? Which is my
1: favorite line this week. That is a deep line. Like it's it is. true. Great point. Excellent point. Uh-huh. Actually, the movie Orange County is basically written around that line that okay. college that college women are just girls that used to be in high school. That is actually one of the main theses of of Orange County. Okay. <laughs> but Mike Dexter says no. Women. women. College Bro. women. Can, can, I, can I can I read you the next line? Yes, please. Women with no curfew. Women on the pill. And then that's all he can think of for reasons.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do you need any more reasons?
1: I mean, I guess not. It's an interesting uh, insight into that he thinks that college is for when you start taking the pill. Mm-hmm which is uh, a very sort of 1968 sort of uh, viewpoint on that. Yeah. But then he says uh, something that I would love to take way out of context on merch (laughs) and maybe the title of this episode and just all sorts of things. He says, The future is women.
0: (laughs) I love it. I want a t-shirt in the merch store the future is women
1: mike dexter <laughs> i i don't it's know it's so good does it violate copyright or something to use that yearbook like like that dumb smile that it has when the freeze frame happens probably what do you think probably yeah dang it it's
0: unfortunate
1: but i think i think absolutely i think that that's i've i've never been we've this is our third by the minute podcast and this this shirt feels very right. This yes. maybe the and, most and, and right And feel.
0: achievable.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Because I tried to I tried to do the crossroads minute like college logo
1: style thing. Right.
0: And I just I couldn't find yeah. the right artwork to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think and and also uh this is good because Alan Minken uh didn't write um this line, so that's also a good thing.
0: That is true. Uh
1: yeah. so they all sort of get it and start Mm -hmm. kind of laughing not quite like evil henchmen but not unlike evil henchmen Mm -hmm. sort of like oh i see what he's saying (laughs) and uh like i said before Fred rodriguez's laugh is just he's like (laughs) 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 and it's just like amazing
0: (laughs) it's it's a very good jock sidekick evil henchman, not smart person, sort of. Like, it encompasses so many things that that laugh right there tells you everything you need to know about that character.
1: Agreed. 100% agreed. That is all that I have for this particular minute, though.
0: Same. Shall we move on to social media?
1: Let's do move on to social media.
0: So, we as a podcast are on Twitter at je underscore minute movies. That is where you will find this show and any minute movie shows that we do going forward after this. Um, individually, I am on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron.
1: And I am at Unabashed James.
0: We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Twitter at Scavengersnet. There's a ton of other great shows on the network alongside us, such as Historical Hotties, because the mm. past sometimes was also women.
1: Yes, that's true often
0: it's not a show exclusively about you know famous past women but
1: it's not not about that it's though. not <laughs> not
0: that it's it's a, it's a really good um yeah entertaining and well-researched show about historical yeah. figures that sometimes are people you've heard of and sometimes aren't right so it's worth checking out
1: i have two episodes queued up right now on my podcast queue um the first is about Andy Warhol's The Factory, so it's going to be two people from that scene uh, in okay. New York in the in the late '60s. And then uh, the next one that I have is the next episode, which is about uh, jazz musicians. So um, it's not all about pop because the one after that is about code breakers. So it's it goes okay. all over the place in terms yeah. of what the topics are. So uh, yeah. you will find something for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. So well. I think that's it for us for today. We have to go record minute eight right now.
1: I can't hardly wait right now. Okay. You said minute eight right now. Oh, and I know.
0: It does rhyme.
1: The Scavengers Network.
0: Creator driven, community focused,
1: treasured content.